Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Welcome to Compassion's Audio Podcast. This podcast shows the compassionate and the loving heart of God through Jesus Christ. You don't have to run away from God, but you can come close to Him. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Enjoy the message. Coming up on Compassion Podcast. Sometimes, what keeps happening to us can form an image in us unconsciously. When somebody fails several times at something, they conclude, I'm a failure. But there is no sin that God cannot forgive. There is no sin that God can allow. But here is something to always remember. Your value should be based solely on the fact that you are a child of the Most High God. Mistakes you've made don't decrease your value. That's what you did. That's not who you are. Your value in God's eyes never changes. If we want to see how special we are, how precious we are in the eyes of God, we should look at how special Jesus is to the Father because we are in Him. We are new creations. We are children of God. We are God's heirs. We are joined heirs with Jesus Christ. We are citizens of heaven. We are dear to the Father. Let us open our Bibles. Let us go to James chapter 1, the book of James. Let's look at verse 18. James 1 verse 18 and KJV. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Of his own will, God wasn't forced to do it. He wasn't coerced to do it. It was his doing. It was his plan. God planned for man to be the first fruits of all his creation. The son said, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, when I look at all these things, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is it about man that you are so particular about him? And the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him, this man, a little lower than Elohim. And you have crowned him, this man, with glory and honor. And you have made him, this man, to have dominion over the works of your hands, and have put all things under this man's feet, this man. It's all God. All this was started by God. It was his doing. It was his own will. The Bible says, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the propitiation for our sins. He gave birth to us through his word. He brought us forth by his word. We are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of seed incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. 
the same book, the same chapter, the same verse, James 1 verse 18. Let's look at a new translation. I think it's called Contemporary English Version, CEV. And I read, He wanted us to be his own special people. Can you see this in the Bible? This is wonderful. God wanted us to be his own special people. So what did God do? I'm still reading from James 1.18, CEV. And so he sent the true message to give us new birth. He wanted us to be his own special people. So he sent the true message to give us new birth. The Bible says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. God sees you a special treasure. God has chosen you a special treasure for himself. It doesn't matter what you see about yourself. It doesn't matter what man says about you. What others say about you it doesn't change a thing. What God says is what matters. God says you are a special treasure to him. Let's open our Bibles. Let us go again to Psalms 33, verse 12. The book of Psalms 33. Let's look at verse 12. Let's read from N-E-T. New English translation, N-E-T. Let's read. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people whom he has chosen to be his special possession. Wonderful. How blessed is the nation, how blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. That nation, they are blessed to have the Lord as their God. They are blessed. That nation, that person is blessed to have the Lord as his God. Blessed here means to be happy. It means to be fortunate. It means to be envied. So, we can put it this way. How happy is the nation whose God is the Lord? How fortunate is the nation whose God is the Lord? Why is that nation blessed? Why is that person blessed if he makes the Lord as his God? Why is he fortunate? Why is he to be envied? The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Let's read it. Please, let's go there. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9. We can read from any translation. So, let's take it from NKJV. I think that's fine. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11. For the scripture says, are you there? Verse 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him, the Lord, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever, it doesn't matter who that person is, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. This is a strong negative. Will not, shall not, will never ever be put to shame. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. This is one of the blessings. Verse 12, for there is no distinction between the Jew and Greek. For the same Lord, for the same Lord overall, is rich to all who call upon him. This is wonderful. For the same Lord overall is rich to all who call upon him. Verse 13. 
For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be healed. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be made whole. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Let's go back to Psalms 33 verse 12 and 18. New English translation. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen to be his special possession. The people he has chosen to be his special possession. He is saying they are blessed. We protect what's special to us. We secure what's precious to us. We even give special attention to what's special to us. If we are God's special possession, he keeps us. He shields us. He secures us. He even gives us special attention. God gives the finest things to those who are precious to him. Our self-image is the inner picture we carry of ourselves. If what we see is not healthy, if what we see is not according to the scriptures, according to the word of God, then it's time for us to change it. Poor self-image, signs of unworthiness are all spiritual diseases. They are not something that we can just overlook because some have taken their own lives because of this disease. Some live in misery every day of their lives because of this disease. Low self-esteem, poor self-image is based on inaccurate knowledge about ourselves. If we believe wrong things about ourselves, our lives will be wrong. We will live wrong. If only God's children everywhere would know their value, will be aware how treasurable they are to God. We believe that will make a big difference in their lives. The business world has discovered something. They said a man will never rise above his self-image. They said the image he forms of himself will cause him to either succeed or fail in life. They said it is not so much who he is that determines his fate in life, but what he imagines himself to be. They said his image of himself can carry him to heights of success or plunge him into depths of defeat and despair. They said it is not the things that happen to a man in life that cause him to fail or succeed, but what he believes about the things that happen to him. So, they use all kinds of gimmicks to raise the salesman's self-image because the image he has of himself will either set him free to reach for new horizons or hold him in poverty. They said, one successful deal has never made anyone a success, nor has one bad deal made anyone a failure. But sometimes that one success or failure forms an image inside that individual that governs his outlook on life and everything that happens to him. That is what the business world says, and that is what they have discovered. Sometimes, what keeps happening to us can form an image in us unconsciously. When somebody fails several times at something, they conclude, I'm a failure. Not only is this a fact in the world system, but also in the lives of many sincere believers who believe God is against them because of previous failures. They believe strongly that God is against them because of their sins, their mistakes, their failures. They see themselves through their own critical eye. Their self-image has been distorted by condemnation from the devil. 
they have become deceived in their own imagination. They think negatively about themselves. They believe wrong about themselves. They talk negative about themselves. Their tongue deceives their heart. They believe that God holds something against them. But there is no sin that God cannot forgive. There is no sin that God cannot love. Please, let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to verse 33. Romans chapter 8, verse 33. Let's read from NKJV. Let's read. Verse 33, Romans 8. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. The only one who can bring a charge against a child of God is God. And this God is the one who justifies the child of God. This God delivered his son to be sin in your place. So you will be justified. So that you will be made right in his son. The Bible says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God. Verse 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Verse 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God. Who also makes intercession for us. The one who has the right to condemn us is Christ because his judgment is true. But this Christ died for us and is risen, who is seated at the right hand of God. And what is he doing there? Making intercession for us. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, he says, because he continues forever, that is Jesus. He has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus came to deal with sin once and for all, to restore righteousness to man. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That happened to him. The payment for our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we were healed. Jesus came to solve the sin problem. Jesus came to solve the sickness problem. In Hebrews chapter 9, he says, He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, Jesus has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. Man can come to God for the remission of sins because Jesus has offered himself to bear the sins of many. Verse 34 again. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? The answer is, there is no one. 
Some believe they've been devalued because of what they've done. The things they've been through, the tribulations, the distresses, they believe their value has reduced. Some people don't see themselves valuable in God's eyes because they've made mistakes in life. They are not where they thought they would be in life. Now they are feeling inferior. They are basing their value on their performance. But here is something to always remember. Your value should be based solely on the fact that you are a child of the Most High God. The creator of the universe breathes life into you. Mistakes you've made don't decrease your value. That's what you did. That's not who you are. Your value in God's eyes never changes. Sometimes we think that the moment we do something wrong or get off course, God gets his big marker out, crosses our name off his list and says, I knew they couldn't do it. I knew they didn't have what it takes. No. The Bible says, For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. No matter how many times you fail him or how many mistakes you make, your value in God's eyes remains the same. Your value is the same. Imagine that I'm giving you a new crisp $100 bill. Would you want it? Maybe so. Suppose I crumple it. Would you still want it? Sure. But wait, what if I take it out in the parking lot, throw it on the ground and, and stomp on it? It's not dirty, stained, soiled. Would you still want it? Of course. Why? Because it is still valuable, despite the rough treatment it has experienced. A hundred dollars is a hundred dollars. It doesn't lose its value simply because it has aged. It's not as pretty as it once was, even though it has taken some bumps and bruises in life. That's the way God sees each of us. We all go through challenges. Sometimes we feel like that hundred dollar bill, all cramped, soiled. But just as the hundred dollar bill still has value, we do too. In fact, we will never ever lose our value. Our value has been placed in us by the creator of the universe when he put us in Christ and nobody can take it away from us. Don't let people, systems, or circumstances influence your estimation of your value in Christ. Too often, we base our value on how someone is treating us, how successful we are, sometimes how perfect we've lived. We base our value on these things. The problem is that all these things can change. If you are trying to get your value from how people treat you, then if they hurt or disappoint you, you are going to feel devalued. If you are basing your value upon your achievement, how much money you make and what type of car you drive, the title behind your name, then if something happens and you don't have that position, your sense of value will go down. How someone treats you doesn't change your value. What they say about you or do to you doesn't lessen who you are. I can buy a bigger house, drive a more luxurious car, get a big promotion that I've worked so hard for, but that doesn't make me more valuable. That increases my net worth, not my self-worth. I was just as valuable when I had a small apartment and no title behind my name. That position may give me more influence, but not more value. Value is not based on what we do. It's not based on what you do. It's not based on what your income is or who you know. 
those are superficial. Those things can change. We believe that if one has these things, that makes him valuable. So we do whatever it takes to get these things to feel valuable. But if one doesn't have the sense of value within him, no matter how many things he acquires, he will still not feel valuable. It's an inside thing. God wants us to have these things. God loves to bless us. But he knows these things can never make us valuable. They can't give us value. The only one who makes us valuable is the Lord himself. A good thinking is that your value comes from God. God put his life into you. We have royalty in our blood. But the enemy works overtime trying to devalue us. He will love for you to go through life letting what people say about you make you feel inferior. Comparing your life to other people's lives and thinking you'll feel good about yourself as soon as you catch up to them. Perhaps when you live in that more affluent neighborhood, when you perform perfectly, then you'll feel valuable. But nothing you'll ever do, nothing you'll ever achieve, will make you any more valuable. You are valuable right now. God calls you a special treasure. You are one of a kind. You weren't mass-produced. God made you unique. There will never be another you. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. If you are going to recognize your value, you have to see yourself as God sees you, as special to Him. It's not because of who you are, but because of where He has put you, where He has put us, in Christ, in His Son. If we want to see how special we are, how precious we are in the eyes of God, we should look at how special Jesus is to the Father, because we are in Him. Jesus is the Father's delight. God loves the Son. Jesus is the beloved Son of God. The Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear Him. Christ is dear to the Father. The Bible says it pleased the Father that in Christ should all fullness dwell. All fullness dwell in Christ because the Father is pleased with the Son. God delivered us from the domain of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. His special son. That makes us special in every way because we are in him. What Jesus is before the Father, we are. The Bible says love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. We are new creations. We are children of God. We are God's heirs. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are citizens of heaven. We are dear to the Father. Only the Word of God can give us accurate knowledge about ourselves, who we really are. When God wants to change a wrong picture a man has of himself, he gives him his word. Gideon came from the weakest clan in all of Manasseh, and he is the least one in his father's house. Where he came from created in him an image. The clan he came from was the weakest, so he saw himself the weakest. Sometimes, the family we come from in the natural can create in us an image. The country we come from can create in us an image. The word from the lips of the angel was different from how Gideon saw himself. The angel said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Although Gideon felt unqualified, full of fear, and lacking in confidence, 
God still addressed him as a mighty man of valor. Gideon felt weak. God saw him as strong. This shows that God sees us differently from how we see ourselves. You may not see yourself that way, but that doesn't change God's image of you. God still sees you exactly as his word describes you. You may feel not qualified. You may feel weak, fearful, insignificant. But today, dare to start seeing yourself as God sees you. The Bible says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Situations can create an image, a picture in us. The spies that Moses sent to check the land God was giving them, they saw giants there, and the giants they saw created formed an image in them. They said we were like grasshoppers in their sight. The image they had of themselves was grasshoppers. Circumstances can create an image in the person. But how can we change the wrong image we have of ourselves? How can we have the right image God has for us? Words can form an image in us. The words or what we look at continually can form an image in us. But for God to change the picture we have of ourselves, he uses his word. The word of God creates in a man the image of God because it is the word of God. That is why hearing the word of God, listening to the word of God is necessary for the child of God. The word of God is God talking to you. They are from the lips of the father. The word of God creates. God used this word to create the whole universe. The Bible says, We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The Word of God is what will reveal to the believer who he really is in Christ. When you receive the Word of God, you become what God wants you to become. The Word of God has the power to make you what it talks about. It's only the Word of God that can show us who we really are in Christ. The Word of God forms in us an image. The image the Word of God forms in us is Christ. The Bible says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image, to be conformed to the image, to be conformed to the image of his Son. This is intentional so that you get what I'm trying to say. To be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The Bible says, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Because if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Life will try to make you feel there's nothing special about you. Disappointments, betrayals, and rejection will try to steal your sense of value. But all through the day, despite what your thoughts are telling you, Despite who left you or said something negative about you, you need to remind yourself, I am valuable to God in Christ. I am in Christ. Christ is valuable to God. That means I'm also valuable to God because I am in Christ. Don't discount what God has created in Christ. Don't go around feeling ordinary when in fact you are extraordinary. People may try to make you feel average Circumstances may try to make you feel average. They will tell you that you don't have much to offer. 
Are you going to believe what people say about you or believe what God says about you? God says you are a special treasure to him. Start to say that to yourself. It has to start on the inside. If you're going to recognize your value, you have to see yourself the way God sees you. Please, don't let your own thoughts push you down. God has put you in Christ. You belong to God. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to try to impress people. Just be who you are. Be special. Maybe you're not born again and you're thinking to yourself, maybe the Christians are fortunate. They are special to God, but not me. I want to say this to you. All of us were sinners when Jesus came. The Bible says, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even in our sinful state, when we had no preciousness about us, Jesus died for us. All human lives are precious to God. And God sees you special in his eyes. And you too can receive this wonderful gift that God gave to the whole world, Jesus Christ. How blessed, the Bible says, is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen to be his special possession. And it's all because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, and you're listening to this short message, and you want to receive all that Jesus did for you on the cross, and you want to make him the Lord of your life, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to come die for me. I believe in my heart that you, God, you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from today. I receive your eternal life now and I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and dwell and live in me now. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you prayed that simple prayer. You are now a child of God, a son or daughter of God. You're welcome to this great family. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember that God is your Father. Stay tuned for the next episode.